Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. It is God's word written to me. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. So I receive it as truth for my life today. Open my heart to hear God speak a word. Reveal Jesus to me and fill me with the Holy Spirit so that my life will be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen. If you and I could become friends with the Holy Spirit to the point that he began to bless our lives in ways that we could never have imagined, would you want to become his friend? I believe that you would. And the reason I believe that is whether or not we realize it, every person is desperate for the friendship and the help of the Holy Spirit of God. And before Jesus left, he gathered with his followers, and before they went preaching and teaching the good news, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem until they received this power that came from the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, out of the Amplified, this is how it reads. But you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Say power and ability. Come on. Power and ability. And this is our third week in a series across all of our campuses. And we're simply calling it this. Living an empowered life. Would you say that with me, church? Come on. Living an empowered life. And the subtitle is important. Understanding the importance of the person and the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. You know, one of the things that we have to make a priority after we become Christians is beginning to develop this relationship with the Holy Spirit. After all, he's the one Jesus left here to lead us in truth and guide us in life and guide us in our relationship with God. And if we don't begin to understand some things from the Bible about the Holy Spirit, we can go to heaven, but we'll miss out on so much of heaven coming to us in way of relationship with the Holy Spirit. There's a scripture in the Bible in Hosea. It says this. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Have you ever heard somebody say something to the effect of what you don't know won't hurt you? Well, that's not necessarily true when it comes to our relationship with God. What we don't know can rob us from experiencing more of God. Amen? So when God says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge... It's because they weren't leaning into a relationship with God, starting with the leaders. Because they weren't leaning into a relationship with God, they weren't feeding the people that they should, and they would, and they could. And so everyone had this lack of knowledge, and it impacted their life in a negative way. 
And it's important that we understand. We're after understanding more and more about who the person is and how he's been sent to work in our lives. This word empowered, I'm pretty sure you know what it means, but I like to look a little closer at some words. And this word empower simply means to make strong or strengthen. It means to fill you with power or to fill you with strength or to fill you with ability. Kids, do you have any superheroes that you like to watch? Huh? Anybody like any super? You're not a superhero kid? You don't like Wonder Woman or Flash? or I used to like Superman. Anybody ever watch Superman? He's faster than a speeding and more powerful than a locomotive. You guys are with me. So when we're talking about God and his Holy Spirit... He sent him to give you this superhero spirit of God power and ability on the inside. No matter how old you are, even if you're still in elementary school or on your way up to middle school, or if you've been living a long life and you're in your senior golden years and you're 80 or close to it, listen, God's spirit is in you if you're a follower of Jesus and he wants for you to live an empowered life. Can you say amen? Some of you have heard this word empowered in one of our most favorite verses. You've heard this verse, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Maybe you didn't realize it, but that word strengthens is the Greek word andunamao, which means to empower. So when you say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, what we're really saying is there isn't anything that I can't get through. There isn't anything that I can't accomplish because God has empowered me to do it. That's the reality of our walk with the Lord. For some Christians, the Holy Spirit is a mystery. Some are even afraid of him because of stories passed along by other Christians. Some Christians will shy away from him because of teachings they may have had or some denominational beliefs, and others who may have had a spirit-filled experience might feel like, I know everything there is to know about the Holy Spirit, or I've already got everything I need to have from the Holy Spirit. But the problem with that is we can become content, and we can miss out on so much more that he wants to do in and for and through our lives. So in this series, we're looking into the Scriptures to challenge our ideas and approaches about the Holy Spirit so that we can learn to live from His presence and His power in everyday life. Are you with me? Say amen. So in week one, real quick, we talked about the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life. And Jesus announced that He's come to do these six things. That's a partial list, by the way, in Luke chapter 4. If you missed the first message... Grab the study guide, go to our podcast at lakeshorecf.com and catch up. It's a really, really good message because it talks about how the Holy Spirit wants to work in your life and bring you freedom and do all kinds of amazing things. And week two, we got really, really personal and we talked about the person of the Holy Spirit. We discovered he's not just a theological teaching. He's not just a spiritual force. The Holy Spirit of God is actually a person. Jesus said so. Jesus said he's our helper, he's like Jesus, he's in every follower of Jesus, he'll be with us forever. And listen, the more we learn to follow the Holy Spirit, 
and yield to his leadership and lordship in our life, listen, the more blessing and freedom we will experience as God's people. So the main text for today, new information, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. I want for us to read it all together on the screen. Ready? Read. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Notice, grace, love, fellowship. Say fellowship. Fellowship. So the title of today's message is The Blessings of the Fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Now, in your study guide, it just says the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. But as I was studying this and praying and talking to God about this, he opened my eyes. These are blessings that we get to experience in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. You know what a blessing is? Let me just make sure we're on the same page. A blessing from God is favor. It's goodwill. It's well-being. It's beneficial. It's help. So I think all of us want to experience more of the blessings of God. This is a really, really easy way to understand what a blessing is. Do you have a person or do you have people in your life that you consider to just be a blessing to you? I mean, when you think about them or when, you, when you're hanging out with them or when you do things with them, they're just a blessing to you. They add to your life. They enhance your life. They make life better. Amen. Does anybody have anybody of those people like that in your life? Um, we've got people like that in our life, and we've had many of those people throughout the years in our lives. And let me just say this. Uh, the Holy Spirit wants to be a blessing in your life. He wants to bring an enhancement to your life. He, he wants to bring the favor of God in a real way to your life. He, he wants your life to be more enjoyable, more pleasurable, more in alignment with God's will for you. And he wants to be a blessing in your life. And when we look at this particular verse, 2 Corinthians 13, 14, here Paul, the apostle, in his letter to the church, he's pronouncing this special blessing over them as he ends his letter, it's called a benediction or a blessing. Notice that he references all three members of the Trinity. He says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that's the Son. The love of God, that's referring to the Father. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. All three members of the Trinity right there in that verse. And first, I want you to see Paul's praise for the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ to be with him. Just remember, the grace of God is what we could never deserve, what we could never earn for the forgiveness of sins and a life in relationship with Jesus and in eternity in heaven. It's the grace of God that allows us to experience that. Next, he prays that the love of God would be with the Corinthians. And God's unconditional love for the world is what motivated him to send Jesus Christ for you and for me. And for the Holy Spirit to be with them. Say it again, fellowship. Come on. Fellowship. Now, this word fellowship, let's look at it a little closer. It's the Greek word koinonia. Koinonia. Say it with me. Come on. Koinonia. And this is what it means. A sharing, spiritual unity, close association, partnership, 
participation, a society, a communion, or the brotherhood. Koinonia, or fellowship, is a unity brought about by the Holy Spirit. And this koinonia fellowship by the Holy Spirit, it actually cements, if I can use that term, cements the believer to God and to each other as brothers and sisters in the Lord. One of the most remarkable verses where this word is used is right after the church's birth when the Spirit of God came on them. In Acts 2.42, they're all beginning to come together and worship the Lord. This is what the Bible says. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, that's teaching, notice this, and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. So this word fellowship isn't just getting together. It's getting together in the unity of the Holy Spirit towards God and towards one another. That's what this biblical word fellowship means. Now, for the rest of our time, I want to tell us about three blessings of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Now, remember, a blessing is something that enhances your life. A blessing is something that is favorable or beneficial. It brings help. It adds to your well-being. Three blessings of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell them to you right now three words, and then we're going to back up, and we're going to look at each of them a little closer. The first one is intimacy. The second one is partnership. And the third one is responsibility. So let's look at these closer. Blessing number one of the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Here it is. You ready? Intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Say it with me. Intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You're like, Pastor Robert, what is that? How is that a blessing? Stay with me. Let me explain it. This word intimacy could also be uh, defined as close familiarity or closeness. We could even say friendship. Friendship. So intimacy or close familiarity or closeness or friendship with the Holy Spirit. This is a major blessing in the life of a believer. How many of you remember that in the Bible, the apostle Paul, in his previous life before Jesus, his name was Saul. Do you remember that? Saul was converted on the road to Damascus. He had this encounter with Jesus. And then his name was changed to Paul. But listen, he had a reputation of killing Christians. So naturally, many in the church were apprehensive about letting him into their intimate circles. But the three most influential leaders of the church in that day, James, Peter, and John, they saw the genuine grace of God in his life. So they gave to Paul and Barnabas, his partner in the ministry, the seal of their approval called the right hand of fellowship. And the right hand of fellowship represents in the New Testament, listen, acceptance and inclusion into the intimate closeness of the group. Acceptance and inclusion. Say those two words with me. Acceptance and inclusion. Look at Galatians 2.9 where we see this unfold. And when James, Cephas, that's Peter, and John, who seemed to be pillars of the church, perceived the grace that had been given to me, this is Paul speaking, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship. Say fellowship. 
that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. So they, they received Paul and Barnabas by extending to them their acceptance and their inclusion called the right hand of fellowship. They're in. They're no longer outside. They're no longer unaccepted. They're no longer excluded. On the contrary, they're accepted and they're included. This is important. You see, in the same way John, Peter, and James received Paul, but much, much more meaningful, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit receives you and includes you and accepts you into the intimate circle of relationship with God. This is profound. You know, the Bible says that before you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you were in the world with no hope and without God. Before you and I received Jesus as Lord, we were hopeless and we weren't included. And we weren't accepted in this intimate fellowship, the Holy Spirit and the Godhead. But because of Jesus, now you are. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but the Holy Spirit himself is the one responsible for placing you in this circle of God and in the family of God. He did it all. You didn't do it. He did it. You put your faith in Jesus, and he did a supernatural regenerating work in your spirit. He caused you to be included and accepted by God. He caused you to be forgiven for all of your sins. He cleansed you white as snow. Can somebody say amen? And he made it possible for you to have access to a relationship with God. Let me show you 1 Corinthians 12, 13. Listen, listen to this verse. But we have all been baptized into one body. Baptized means we've been immersed or we've been placed into one body. It's talking about the body of Christ, the family of God. Notice how that happened. By one spirit and we all share the same spirit. See, it's the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and this intimacy that we have with him that caused us to be included and accepted in the family of God, in the body of Christ, and now we have this spiritual connection with one another because of the Holy Spirit that lives in us. This closeness, this friendship with the Holy Spirit, this is not new and it's not exclusive to New Testament believers. We see a glimpse of it, a foreshadowing of it in the Old Testament between God and Moses. Has anybody ever heard of Moses? So Moses is going to take all of God's people out of Egypt, and he does. He sets them free through Moses' leadership, and now they're in the wilderness. Well, they didn't have a building like this in the wilderness, but, but Moses would meet with God in a temporary tabernacle, a temporary uh, structure that he would put together. And the Bible says that when Moses would go in there, God would meet with him. He would come down in a a cloud or a pillar of fire by night and everybody was watching and they knew that the very presence, the very spirit of God was there meeting with Moses. Look at what the verse says in Exodus 33, 11. Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Wow. 
to develop this, this closeness with the Spirit of God, this friendship with the Spirit of God. This is such a blessing to you, such a blessing to me. Now, when you study this out a little bit, the words face to face, when you look at the Hebrew words, it literally means presence to presence. Nothing in between them. The Spirit of God meeting with Moses and talking things through with him like you would with a friend. That's what the Spirit of God wants to be in your life. Intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit, listen, is a key to all of the help he's been sent to give you. The more you get to know him, the closer I get to him, the more I become familiar with his voice and his leadings and his direction and his guidance and his counsel, his wisdom, the easier it is for me to follow God and experience the blessing in that relationship that he meant for me to have. If you're with me so far, say amen. Okay. Blessing number two. Blessing number two of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You ready? Partnership with the Holy Spirit. So the first one was intimacy with the Holy Spirit. This one is partnership with the Holy Spirit. Say it with me. Come on. Partnership with the Holy Spirit. Now, I thought about this word partnership and I found a video uh, in the series, The Chosen, that I'd like to show you again. I'm going to prepare you. It's about five minutes long, so don't you dare fall asleep, okay? Five minutes, a good video. And what I want for us to see, I want for us to see the help, the aid, the support that his partners gave to Peter when he needed it the most. And then we're going to come back and we're going to read the text in the Bible that connects to this picture we're going to see, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about partnership. Let's turn our attention to the video for a couple minutes. Put that down for a catch. A little farther out. I don't have a quarrel with you, teacher. We've been doing this all night. Nothing. Push it, push it, hold on. Take it in, take it in, hold on. Push it, push it. 
I told you. I told you. I told you. Brother, I'm a baptizer. <laughs> you are the Lamb of God, yes? I am. Depart from me. I am a sinful man. You don't know who I am and the things I've done. Don't be afraid, Simon. I'm sorry. We, we've waited for you for so long, we believe. But my faith, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lift up your head, fisherman. <laughs> what do you want from me? Anything you ask, I will do. as well. Yes, you, James and John, come, follow me. I'll take the fish to the market and settle up Simon's death. I'll get some help to fill both of these boats. Are you sure? Yes, go. What will you tell Ima? <laughs> You've just been called by the man we prayed for our entire lives. And you ask me, what will I say when you miss supper? <laughs> go, now. That's a good place to stop. What a catch. Come on. Wasn't that awesome? Now, if you've never seen this, what you don't know is what the father said at that moment to the other brothers. He said, you go ahead. I'll take the fish to market and I'll settle up Simon's debt and his account. And when you watch The Chosen, you don't realize that through a series of bad decisions, Simon Peter had incurred this insurmountable debt and this was his last day and his last fishing trip that he would have opportunity to catch enough fish to square off his debt. And if he didn't do it, he was probably going to go to prison and lose his house and lose everything that he ever had. And so what we need to know is that the partnership of the Holy Spirit did the same thing for you and I. When we didn't even realize it, we had this insurmountable debt that we could never pay. And Jesus paid it for us, not just so that we can go to heaven when we die, but so that we can enter into this partnership with the Holy Spirit. And just like those other guys came, and they came to his help and his aid and helped him to pull in that big fish catch, Lord God, the Holy Spirit, he wants to partner with you in your life. 
anything that you might be going through. He wants to get in there as a partner, and he wants to help you do some of the heavy lifting in your life. He's that real. Let me read the text in Luke 5, 9, and 10. It says, For he, Peter, was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. This word partners is the Greek word koinonos, K-O-I-N-O-N-O-S. Did you notice that it's very similar, similar in sounding to koinonia, koinonos? And it refers to business partners working together on the same job with the same purpose as a team. I want you to notice the working together. See, God's Spirit isn't going to do everything for you. It's a working together. He hasn't been called to do everything for you. He's been called to partner with you. He's your helper. He's your partner who wants to work together with you in your life. By the way, this isn't minimized to Sunday morning during service. This is to extend to your everyday life, motherhood, fatherhood, career endeavors, whatever your heart's desire is, maybe for a dream or for a hobby or something you want to do for God. He wants to partner with you and lead you and guide you and give you direction and give you wisdom and give you insight. And can I say it? Sometimes give you a gentle correction to get you back on track in the way that you should be going. The Holy Spirit's partnership is very purposeful in helping us with any and every area that we need His help. I love Psalm 46.1. Listen to this. God is our refuge and strength always ready to help in times of trouble. Come on, I don't know about you, but there's been plenty of times where I've been in trouble, and the only way I was going to get through what I was going through is if I learned to lean on God. When we say God helps us, how does he do that? He does that in many different ways, but he does that through the person and the power and the presence and the partnership of his Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Let me just say this, not only in times of trouble, it doesn't have to be a time of trouble. He just wants to give you wise counsel. He just wants to give you direction in your life. He wants to give you favor. He wants to give you protection. He wants to give you insight. The more you get to know the partnership of the Holy Spirit, the more you'll be able to reach to him and receive his help in the different areas of your life when you need it the most. Amen? Uh, a practical example is just like what we saw here. Don't think fish. Think trouble or think a dream or, or think a desire or, 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 or think something that you don't seem like you can get through. The Holy Spirit comes in so many different ways, and he begins to speak to you and give you wisdom and give you direction. He'll surround you with people that will bring wisdom and direction and insight. He'll protect you. He'll lead you. He'll keep you from making bad decisions. He'll lead you in the right decisions if you'll learn to recognize him. There is such blessing in the partnership of the Holy Spirit. Amen? We've got one amen. Any other amens? Amen. Here's the final blessing. Blessing number three of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And then we're going to have some worship. 
And we're going to wrap up our time together with worship and singing to the Lord as a way to respond and come closer to the Holy Spirit. Number three, the responsibility of the Holy Spirit. What? The responsibility? Say it with me. Come on. The responsibility of the Holy Spirit. Let me, let me explain. A practical example of this word is seen between a church in Philippi, the Philippian church, the book of Philippians is written by Paul to a church in Philippi. There's this relationship that Paul had with this church in Philippi, and the Philippian church partnered with Paul and took on some of the responsibility to support him financially, especially when he wrote this letter from prison. He was in a dungeon. Look at Philippians 4.14. Even so, he's writing to the church, you have done well to share with me in my present difficulty. Would you be okay if the Holy Spirit would take on some responsibility to share with you in your present difficulty? Come on, how many of you would be okay with that? That's exactly what Paul is saying here. Now, this word share, this is a tough Greek word. Sun kononeo. Sun kononeo. I won't have you say it, but I want to explain it to you. It's a compound word. The first part, sun, S-Y-N, it means with, to be with someone. And the second part of the word, we looked at it already, koinoneo, it means to have a share or to be a partner. So taking together, sum kononeo, or share, or partner, it literally means to have a share in with someone else in the sense of taking on some of the responsibility. And in this context, the church shared some of the financial responsibility with Paul in his current distress, and not only that, but in the propagation and the spreading of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. What does this mean? This means that if we can become to get closer and closer to the Holy Spirit, one of the blessings that we can experience with him in that relationship is his willingness to take on some of the responsibility that God's given him to care for your life to show you more of Jesus, to lead you in the way that you should go so that you can experience more of God's blessings, more of God's victory, more of God's breakthrough, more of God's help in your life. Partnership is good when you have the right partners. Isn't that true? How many of you would feel 100% confident if uh, someone like Bill Gates came to you and he said, hey, I see that you can use a little bit of help financially. I want to partner with you in the next endeavor that you have. Would that make you feel good? That would make you feel good. Now, I know Bill Gates is probably the richest man in the world, but let me, tell, let me just tell you, the Holy Spirit knows everything about everything. He has access to everything. There isn't anything he doesn't know about your life. There isn't anything he doesn't know that God wants to do in your life, that God needs to come to your life, that God wants you to get through in your life. The Holy Spirit is way above Bill Gates or anybody else that can partner with you, friend. And he's real. And he wants to help you. And when we moved over here, we didn't know how we were going to make it. I moved over here. I didn't have a job. My wife had a job, but it wasn't enough to make everything work. 
I got a job, and I'm driving to work, and I'm believing God that there's going to be a breakthrough. Something's going to change. And one day, I got the call. And then everything began to click, and I became part of the team here at Lakeshore full-time. And as difficult as it was, we knew that the Holy Spirit was partnering with us because God was leading us and God had a plan. Now, it's probably not a full-time ministry career for you, but there's something that God's put in your heart for your family, for your kids, for your grandkids, for your future. Maybe you have a dream that just looks impossible. Maybe it's getting remarried. Maybe it's getting custody of a grandchild that's going haywire. Maybe it's a financial breakthrough. Maybe you need a new car. Maybe you want to buy another house. Maybe you need to get free of an addiction. Maybe you need to get free of someone who's leading you down the wrong path. Name it. There's all kinds of stuff where you just desperately need the partnership of the Holy Spirit. And he wants to help you in those areas, friend. I'm telling you, there's so much blessing in partnership with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to have John and Heather come up to the platform. And we're going to sing some songs. We're going to worship the Lord. I don't want you to be in a hurry. I want you to be hungry. Come on, somebody say, I'm hungry. Not for lunch, but for more of God. Amen? Listen to this. So, Pastor Robert. Is there anything I can do to position myself for fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Is there anything I can do to get closer to the Holy Spirit? There is. I'm, I'm going to just give you my opinion, a little bit of advice, okay? Start your day with him. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't mean you have to roll out of bed and hit your knees and start praying before you even open your eyes. I, I'm just saying, listen, at some point in the morning before you get your day going, start with him. Open up your Bible. Maybe you're not used to it and you only have 10 or 15 minutes or that's all you can do. That's okay. That'll be the most productive 10 or 15 minutes of your whole day. Open up your Bible. Read a verse. Ask for God's help. Invite the Holy Spirit to help you shape your day and walk close with him and stay full of faith and get through whatever problem you might have. If you'll start your day with the Holy Spirit, it'll frame your day for the way that he has for you. But if you don't make an adjustment in your schedule to begin to get to know him and get closer, don't get me wrong. If you're a Christian, you'll go to heaven. But you'll miss out on the blessing of fellowship. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.